You're listening to the Unstoppable Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lee. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure, Brian. For sure. So uh, when people ask you, John, like, what do you do? How do you answer that? (laughs) Oh, boy, I tell you, quite honestly, I don't... um... I still struggle with that uh, a lot, and um, I think it's because a lot of people um, just don't do what I do, you know, work independently. Um, so, you know, I'll generally say, you know, I have my own online courses uh, in, in mathematics, people take my courses, et cetera. And so uh, what happens oftentimes is people say, oh, you tutor people through the phone online, and, and so a lot of people don't understand um, if I'm not speaking to someone uh, like in the industry alone, a, a prospective client or a customer, that type of thing. But um, but yeah, I don't have a, a super descriptive way of talking because I think it changes depending on who's asking. There still seems to be a, a lot of confusion out there. But uh, yeah, so I guess my answer to you is it really, I try, I try to make it as basic um, as possible, although there's a lot of people who do remote type work out there, still, um, there's still a lot of um, confusion about from um, e-learning and, and things along those lines, especially if you're doing it. But um, at least that's what I found. I see. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a pattern that we found with uh, a lot of course creators is, I mean, are you a blogger? You know, are you a course creator? Are you an <laughs> right. entrepreneur? You know, like, I guess you're right about that. Like, oh, yeah. It's really the like a YouTuber. Like, are you a YouTuber? I mean, right. I... I I'm on YouTube all the time. I've been on YouTube for years. Uh-huh. Um, you said this moment I'm approaching about 80,000 subscribers. Oh, uh, I have like congrats. 8.5 million views. So I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one, it's something I do actively. So I could say, oh, are you a YouTuber? You're a blogger, and uh, you know, you're kind of like morphed into all this, especially if you're, you know, you're, um, you know, on your own or you're running your own business. You're kind of all of those subsets. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that. There's, you know, not for people in, in the profession, you know, or even from schools, but generally speaking, there's still a lot of, um, uh, you know, a lot of people don't really know how to describe it <laughs> their mm-hmm. job <laughs> occupation. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways. Yeah. So, John, I'm curious, um, can you bring us back to the day when it all really began for you? Like, what inspired you to start this journey of educating others? Oh, boy. Um well, uh, I'll have to just—I'll bring that back uh, as quickly as I can. Basically, uh, when I graduated high school, went into the uh, service, went into the Marine Corps, enlisted in the Marine Corps, and um, for no other reason that I wanted to one day become an officer, become a, a pilot. So the recruiter at the time said, "Hey, there's a good program for that." <laughs> so very young and naive, I got to go into Marine Corps. Glad I did it. Um, of course, he taught me a lot. But for my military experience, I actually ended up um, getting a scholarship um, and then going on to become a naval officer. So I went to um, the University of San Diego and, and uh, got a degree in math. And then I um, became a uh, U.S. Navy surface warfare officer. So I say all this is because along the way in the military, um, a lot of what, you, what I've experienced is you, know, you're, you do a lot of training. So you're being trained, and then later on as an officer or, you know, higher ranking, you're actually doing a lot of training. And so you're, you're dealing with a diverse group of people, people that are, you know, highly educated to 18 years old, all over the place, you know, different backgrounds, cultures, et cetera. And so when I left the military, I actually went into engineering, chemical engineering field, and then I worked with uh, another diverse um, population, older, younger various different type of um, uh, age groups, skills, background, et cetera. And during this time, it was just, uh, it was very difficult uh, for my home life, um, putting in a lot of hours, especially after the military being gone so much. That my, uh, you know, at the time, my family life was, you know, I was getting suggestions, hey, why don't you become a school teacher? They didn't really need, um, I was a school teacher in, in New Jersey. They really need math school teachers um, bad, you know, with you know, I had a degree and everything else. So I did a um, alternate route 
teacher certification program for just to see. You know, I really, quite frankly, I didn't really want to do it. I actually wanted to go into Wall Street and use my degree and do other things. But I had a young son, young family at the time. I figured, well, let me go ahead and just try this, see how I like it. So when I got into education, um, you know, it kind of started like a love-hate kind of relationship with me in terms of public education because I enjoyed, I found that I enjoyed working with um, students and teaching, and I really had a knack from it because I approached it like me. I approached it not so much what I learned in college in terms of, you know, that was helpful, like how to construct a lesson plan and, and do all these different type of things the way they teach you in college. I kind of like was trying to communicate something. So my background, my uh, especially with the military and just kind of growing up, how to communicate to different type of people, you know, in a clear way. We're like, you know, the military, it's like, hey, it's not about taking a test. You know, the person, it's not about passing a standardized test. It's about actually can you perform a task and you, can you, and it, well, you know, these are complicated things as well. So I, I took a different kind of approach um, to teaching. I thought I did very well. Um, I taught middle school and high school mathematics um, and uh, did well. However, I didn't like the constraint of, of having to teach a certain way, you know, where you have, you're being supervised in the public school system, uh, generally speaking. Yeah, there is some room for creativity. However, you got to be, you got to follow a certain kind of paradigm, you know, teaching paradigm. And I, I always felt constrained by that. So um, what happened along the way was I just get my master's in education technology. And this was early, early 2002 or 2002, maybe I'm thinking, but the uh, tablet PCs were just coming out. And I think Toshiba probably had maybe the uh, first one out there. So I actually just, I saw it. And I said, oh, this is amazing. I grabbed it one day. I think I spent like $2,000 and bought this tablet. You see it right on it. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with it. But I just knew it was just something um, special. And as I was getting my master's uh, there, I started dabbling with um, various ways, just kind of creative ways to help my class. And that kind of, you know, morphed into uh, tablet class math. And there's a, a lot more beyond there. But basically what I was doing was trying to come up with ways to use technology um, outside the box. And no, at that time, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't, heck, at that time, there wasn't even Facebook. And, you know, this is like early 2000s. There wasn't, you know, YouTube. May, I don't even think YouTube was out at that time. So essentially I was creating technology, you know, with my computer skills and whatnot that didn't, you know, doesn't, didn't exist today. But anyways, I'll kind of pause there, Brian, because I gave you a lot of information, but that's kind of the beginning of where, where I started to um, get into, you know, e-learning. Hmm, I see. Well, um, John, can you discuss a little bit more about how limiting the, the public school system was? About how limiting, Brian? Yeah, how limiting it was for you. Well, um, well, aside from, uh, yeah, I'm sure most people who have actually been a public school teacher um, realize this. <laughs> Once you've um, actually been a teacher, something they don't, I don't think they don't prepare you for, um, like in, in a teacher's college, is the political um, things. You know, you're you're dealing with a union, uh, etc. And that's that's fine if you're going into that career. But for me, I was kind of um, struck at, you know, the, the, the politics of it and, you know, people are trying to get tenure and people shipping around. So it was like, I could, you could just definitely feel like, mm, I don't know how I'm being assessed here. So essentially, if I felt like I could be passionate and just do the best I can, I always felt like, well, I'm going to have to, um, you know, kind of play the political game and, you know, teach in a way that they want me to teach. Okay. So do the lesson plans, know the lingo, you know, have a diversified, uh, differentiate lesson plan, et cetera, et cetera. And, you, and, and by the way, too, a lot of these things are not, I don't um, want to downplay them, you know, like Bloom's taxonomy and it's spiraling. It's certainly important, definitely. Um, however, what I found um, is the most important thing, and this is something that, and there's a lot of great teachers, lots of great teachers out there. And there's a lot of bad teachers as well in the public school. Sorry, but the number one skill you have to 
learn is communication. You got to learn how to talk in a language that people like and understand. And I want to emphasize the word like. You got to have a good kind of um, personality to be a successful teacher. If not, you're just kind of going through the motions. Your students are going through the motions, and that's why you get kind of this uh, mediocre performance in a lot of um, school systems. But for me, if I said if I was going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with passion or I'm not going to do it at all. So it was more like my attitude was like, yeah, I can go back and do a lot of other different careers in my background. So I wasn't really afraid. I didn't like stake all my, um, and like it wasn't going to be the end of the world if like the school let me go or like, oh yeah, you know, we can't, I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. So to me, I was kind of pushing the limits, but I felt, but I also saw that, well, you know, you can only push the limits so far because you really do have to kind of toe the line uh, to really make a career in public education. At least that's my perception um, of, 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 you know, of things. And I was like, you know, after the military, I just wasn't, you know, looking for that kind of bureaucratic kind of constraint. You know, I want a freedom, you know, it was like, I need to just break out and just do my own thing. And that's really the impetus of, uh, of me starting, you know, um, early on again, you know, before things. And by the way, too, there was a lot of stuff that I was doing very exciting, testing things, technology in a classroom. It was just mind-boggling. And I even, some of the principals, I would show them, they would be like, wow, this is really, really, and they haven't seen anything because the technology was new at the time. And my uh, approach to things was, was really exciting. It was working. I was like, I just kind of sensed that we're about ready on, you know, we're on a cusp of a revolution, you know, and, um, and, e-learning. And this, by the way, too, again, as you, I'm sure you know, Brian, back in those days, they always had distance learning. That's always been a concept out there, you know, like, hey, distance learning, you kind of like watch someone live TV or pop in this, you know, videotape. There's always, that's always been around, you know, but uh, what ha really hasn't been around all that long, in my opinion, you know, all, at least online, or through software, it's independent learning where someone can independently, you know, really learn, you know, in, in terms of mathematics, it, it, it's not like you can do PowerPoint and master algebra, although a lot of schools try to get away with that. And they, a lot of people end up becoming my customers because you can't, there's so many things out there that are like, hey, this is a great uh, learning system, independent, you know, and that might make a sale and, and get someone to buy it. But believe me, it doesn't really work, you know, it's like a, not comprehensive enough. So, um, but that's another story kind of going off on uh, tangents, but um, yeah, so that's what, that was my issue with, with public education. Even then, I, I think that it was just, I felt like it was capped, you know, um, you're at the whim of, um, you know, there was always someone in charge of your kind of creative freedom. You kind of always felt like there was a, a box. And then that proved out well for me too, especially when they switched the standards to common core. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but um, national standards, when a lot of states went to the common core uh, curriculum standards, um, that definitely um, uh, threw a lot of teachers and people just, really didn't like it. That was a big political push. And so I was glad I left. I left right before that happened. But uh, I think my instincts were telling me the right thing. You know, I guess for me, it was like, hey, I, I want a complete intellectual freedom to do what I wanted to do. And um, you can't find that in the public school system. Wow. Yeah. And once you had that freedom, John, uh, what did you do with it? And how did it feel well, like that, you know, coming out of the bureaucratic <laughs> Uh, school system that you talked about. <laughs> well, well, it felt um, it felt liberating, but at the same time, um, uh, you know, I look back, it's like you don't. <laughs> you got to be a little crazy. You got to be. You got to. You got to take a little. You got to take risk. You know, at least in my opinion, you can't. Um, uh, at least in my case, uh, if you don't take a crazy chance on something, uh, you typically you're not going to find out what what. Um, the store with the next step in the uh, the store of your life is going to be. So at that time, I I left teaching. Let me just kind of backtrack here a little bit here. Um, uh, so during when I was doing my master's um, program, I started figuring out. I started making videos with my tablet PC, and I and I, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm just going to make some videos, and I don't even know why I'm making them like uh, math lesson videos, things that I was teaching. Because I was like, you know what. 
what happens if I if I'm sick one day, you know, I can post this video on, on you know, the internet. And at the time, you know, I was really, I was doing a lot of coding for my master's um, project. So I was pretty well versed in uh, like um, uh, websites and databases and things like that. So I had the skills. I was like, oh, I just need to be able to create videos and lessons. So I started morphing into um, uh, these ideas of like, well, I can just put uh, the lesson video I'm going to teach like tomorrow, I can make a little tutorial video, post it online for my class. And then I started doing this and um, the feedback was crazy because I would make, I would, I would survey my classroom. I had at the time, I, was, I think I was teaching six, seven, and eighth graders, but I would, I would say, yeah, I happen to like this video. Oh, if you, if you made it, if you made it this way, it would be better. Um, so, I mean, I had like an awesome kind of laboratory and it was for them. This was like outside of school. I said, uh, okay, hey, go to this website. You know, you can, um, you know, get, uh, they said we'll reinforce the things we learned today. But I, but I was open about it and saying, hey, how can I, you know, make this better? What did you guys think? Da, 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 da. So they gave me constant feedback on things. Hey, I like this. This was awful. Da, da, da. And so over the, like about maybe a year, of just getting feedback and experimenting and going back and forth with different formats and whatnot, I, I kind of got my style um, of how to make videos, and um, and it got it got to be really exciting. Um, at the at a, there was a point where I was doing I had so many videos of like I think I was teaching pre-algebra and algebra one at the time, but um, I would go and the computer the computer lab in our school. Uh, middle school was it was barely even used, <laughs> so I would always kind of like uh, uh, reserve it. So I would say, okay, let's go down uh, to the computer lab. And I would, what I would do is I would um, have my students go onto a website, um, uh, and it was for my videos. When I'd say, okay, watch this video on you know, whatever the order of operations, they I would have a class of like twenty kids at, at the computer terminals watching uh, a video, the, my lesson online, where I'm walking around monitoring that group of students and then taking and I would say if anyone has questions, raise your hand, pause the video, and then I would just basically take like the students that were really struggling, two, three, four, five of them, I would take them off to the corner of that room, work with them more uh, intimately you know, one-on-one -on -one to tutor them as the other students would be learning on their own. Once they're done, they would go into their homework. And this was working. This model was crazy. It was crazy. It was successful. Then I'd have students that were like advancing to the next level. And so I, I brought my um, principal in. I was like, hey, I'm doing this crazy stuff. And, and she was just, she was like amazed. She was like, wow, that's awesome. This is like, the, uh, this idea I'm talking about is what they call today, like flipping your classroom. So to run a flipped classroom, I was doing it without even you know, knowing it um, at the time. But I started seeing the potential that you could do so many different things. Um, but it, it, I just felt like, okay, this is this is on a cusp of something big. And so as I saw that we're working, and and then when students would be out sick, I would say just go to this website, and watch the video here, or, you know, this and that. Uh, so I started using so many different ways, my little kind of system at the time. Um, but I, uh, you know, from all those lessons learned, I, I just, I was inspired. I said, I'm going to make something uh, of this. And, uh, my brother-in-law, I have a lot of brother-in-laws, you have six sisters, you have a lot of brother-in-laws, but, uh, one of my brother-in-laws who I was in the military with, he actually has almost like a PhD in computer science. He's really big, big into tech and, um, a lot of programming, uh, big level programming. And so I started working with him, I said, you know, here's some ideas, you know, you know I'd like to build like an e-learning platform. And again, none of this stuff, I mean, all the stuff that's available today, I mean, it would be, um, it would have been amazing to have back then. So none of it um, was uh, available. So if you wanted something, you'd have to build a proprietary software, et cetera, you know, build something good. And that's what um, kind of started uh, our journey on Tally Class Math. Yeah, I mean, that was building out a big uh, software platform, you know, for student accounts, student management, payment, membership, the whole nine yards. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so that was kind of the beginning, Brian. That probably is from, oh, 
sort of maybe the mid 2000s, uh, 2005, 2006, something like that. 2006, I think. Um, I really started getting serious about this. Are you an expert or course creator trying to monetize your online course? Well, use our one-page template to get more paying students to your online course without marketing overwhelm or sleazy sales tactics. You can download this for free at unstoppablebusiness.com. Now, back to the show. Mm. Well, John, what an amazing journey. <laughs> it sounded like everything sort of pieced together very naturally. Yeah, so we did, but I tell you, I, I ended up resigning from my um, teacher's job. I said, okay, I felt great about everything. I was like, oh, I'm starting a, a new journey here, and I felt really great financially and everything else, so I resigned from my teacher's job right before, um, uh, about a year and a half before the big recession happened. And I kind of didn't, you know, I didn't really realize what was coming my way. And at the time I was very naive about um, building online uh, business or building any business at that time. I thought I knew, and I did a lot of research and stuff to create an LLC in terms of, um, you know, what it takes to um, build a business, but, or build a brand, that type of thing. But sometimes I think you gotta be a little, you gotta be a little uh, crazy <laughs> you got to take some chances. Uh, I think and that's what a lot of people too. That's like they don't want to post a YouTube video because maybe they're too insecure or so they feel like they'll be judged or or whatnot. And, and you got to let it. Lo- you, you, in my opinion, you just got to got to let that stuff go. You know, you can't be too concerned about it. But that's how I kind of jumped right in. You know, with it uh, and said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn as you know as I go. And I just made that decision. Pretty much, you know, at that time, I said, well, I'm going to stick with this because the feedback I'm getting is so good. I'm going to stick with it until I figure out how this, you know, you know, to, so I can make this work. And I didn't even know what my market was, you know, what my customers were going to be, that type of thing. I just knew that I was going to build an uh, online math, you know, education site and then, you know, sell it in somehow, some way to someone. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> And how, how did you figure that out, John? Like, um, how, what was the process of figuring out how to sell it? Because that's something that it didn't seem like was within your repertoire. Um, you know, the skilled marketing, sales, all that before. Yeah. Well, I tell you, that's um, you know, I, I, uh, that's one of the things that I, you know, I look back and retrospect how much I didn't know. I mean, I knew from like. Um, an academic standpoint from a book perspective about marketing and, and you know, generally I could uh, read over things, but uh, you know, when you're, for me, it's like, it's really a um, process of um, experimentation and sticking with something like you're not going to be able to know in advance. I think uh, for the most part, I mean, nowadays I think um, it's much, much, so much better you can test markets and things like that. I mean, with e-learning back in those days or selling things online, I mean, it was still the very beginning, um, not so much the very beginning of the internet, but a lot of, uh, you know, it was, it was still pretty, pretty new. I mean, the concepts and, and, and models and whatnot. So literally, you know, for me, it was more like, okay, how do you even, uh, you know, get traffic to a website, you know, like, and back in those days, you could get like, do like backlinks, you could do all kinds of crazy stuff that you can't do today. I mean, Google would just punish you, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't have any rank at all. So all that stuff, what I, what I kind of discovered was, and you can build a website, uh, a business online, but you better have, you know, uh, a full-time marketing effort. And it takes time to build a brand for people to trust you, people to get to know you and all that stuff. And so if that's not built into your kind of launch horizon, you know, I think uh, people, you know, get disappointed too quickly because it takes time to build up a, a brand, especially what I, without what I was doing and currently do is, you know, you're building math courses. Like my math courses would take like, you know, these are full academic years, you know. So for someone to write a customer review, they got to go and take, you know, complete eighth grade math or ninth, ninth grade math. Oh, it went well for my kid, da, 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 you know. So that was even a, a longer time frame. So I had different ideas on who 
my uh, customers would who I thought they would be. I kind of felt like, okay, I, this um, program could work for this person, this person. I made all the classic mistakes um, to a degree. It's like, you know, you're, you have this product and, and you want to sell it to like everybody, you know, like this person could be my, this, this person, this, this person, this person. So I just didn't know who kind of would be my natural um, customer base, you know, starting out. Uh, as a, yeah, as it turned out to be, Probably um, uh, I know, knew, knowing that my, my system was an independent learning system, I didn't really know at that time a lot about homeschooling. And uh, the, the homeschoolers, a lot of homeschooling folks throughout the country and throughout the world started finding my system and liking the way I taught. And, I, and that started becoming a very big market for me. So it's kind of really um, started to grow as a business. Um, through homeschooling. That wasn't by design, though. That was just more like listening to the market feedback and saying, oh, this seems to be an opportunity, and then discovering, hey, there's a couple million homeschoolers out there. You know, it's not like, and then you just get to know things. So I think that's what I learned. I think that's probably what, um, you know, people, you know, starting out new should keep an open mind on in terms of who is going to be your your best um market you know sometimes you don't know that in advance sometimes you think you do but you got to really listen to, <laughs> you got to uh follow the feedback i guess is what i would say and then, and then focus don't focus on too many things just try to focus on the you know biggest opportunities but yeah so that's how it started off with me brian and john how did it when did it really change for you it sounded like uh you know this marketing stuff is really really difficult it took some time but like, when was like the game-changing moment for you? Oh boy! Well, there was a lot of times where I wanted to quit. Um, well, I would say quit completely, but um, go off and do different things. Uh, you know, maybe have this do the work because the courses I've built, um, that I currently have, you know, taken years to build things, to build my system. So. Um, I didn't even realize it at the time what I was doing uh, because I could have made like little short tutorial math videos. Be like, hey, here, we're going to learn algebra. I'll teach you this in one day, all of algebra. It doesn't work that way. I mean, there's a reason why we have school, you know, and you start in September and you end in June and you go to school one hour a day and you do one hour homework every day because you need that amount of time to comprehend math and to master it, right? So, you know, I have a degree in math. It's like it takes years to build up a mastery, you know, and, and, um, uh, anything that's complicated, you know, mathematics, science, whatever, like, you, you know, you're just not going to, it's, a, we're talking multiple years of building up your skills and comprehension, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, when I got into math education, I felt like, well, I'm going to give, I'm not going to cheat the student, whoever's on the other end of that video until, uh, the quality, um, lesson that I think they need to really, you know, get this, you know, so I started teaching as if they didn't know anything, so like a complete full lesson, like as I thought they were in school, not a quick tutorial review, like, hey, so my lessons really became very comprehensive, and I, and I kind of got myself into a trap, and <laughs> I'll retrospect it worked out, and the trap is like, okay, I'm making very comprehensive, like, long, high-quality videos on, a, on um, mathematics, now, students love them, they're really getting a lot from them, but here's the problem, I got to do, I have to do so many videos to cover gigantic curriculum. So I literally spent years, I mean, without exaggeration, to build my library videos up pre-algebra. I mean, okay, I'm putting in more hours of video than you would actually get in an actual school year in, in like a one full year with a teacher. I have an equal amount, if not more hours of instruction with practice problems, demonstration, et cetera, the whole thing. So, and I would do a video maybe 20 minutes long, 25 minutes, and then like make a mistake. Oh, it was just frustrating. And I'd go back and redo it and redo things. But I ended up making uh, pre-algebra, algebra one, geometry, algebra two, you know, just keep building and building and improving and, and redoing videos that had errors and whatnot. As a matter of fact, it got to the point, um, kind of fast forwarding, that I had to get, uh, I wore my voice out. I actually had to get vocal surgery. Yeah, because I was just not making so many videos. Um, but it was more like I was in too deep. Like, okay, people love my sister. They wanted more 
from being the effort to get high quality education. So I felt like that's that's what I'm going to be, you know, that's gonna be my brand, you know, making high comprehensive, high quality math courses and and um when it comes to math, I, when it comes to people's kids and their education, you know, my philosophy has always been with customers, hey listen, I, I'm not gonna sell you on the program. I want you to be sold on the program. So I always have you know, plenty of previews, you know, my YouTube videos. I listen, you get to know me as a teacher. You like the way I teach. You see my curriculum. You can invest in the program if it's right for you. But I don't do any hard selling. That's my style because, you know, people need to um, uh, feel comfortable, at least what I, what I do. You know, if somebody's got, you know, trust in your program to, to educate their, their kid that they want to go off to college, you, you can't redo the, you know, your ninth grade year, 10th grade year, it's two criticals of, of a year. So to me, if I'm going to be selling my courses, I want people to feel um, excited about it. And, you know, I want them to sell themselves on the quality of, of, of the product. But at that point, you know, you pay a lot of price in terms of um, building, uh, you know, especially when you are the product, I am the product, you know, so I can't outsource somebody making my videos for me because people want to learn through, you know, my teaching style. So I think if I had to look back, look, if I had to go back in retrospect, probably could have made uh, other, you know, just as good of business or whatnot by making quicker tutorial videos and, and marketing differently. You know, I see a lot of products out there. So it just, it just happened to be the route uh, that I went. And that's how my brand got created. But you know, when you so I gotta, I can't cheat people who you know are my customers. They can they kind of expect you know a certain quality that I strive to put out. But it takes time and years. So it's definitely like a um a, a long term commitment. And you know, not every e course or whatnot's going to be you know there's. Uh, this long, you know, you're talking, I'm talking about teaching people from sixth grade math all the way to like high school, 12th grade, even college level. So you're talking what seven years of, you know, education span, you know, that's seven years of content. <laughs> Literally, you know, you got to have a massive library versus, you know, I'm going to make a course on, you know, how to change your car oil and whatnot. But that's, you know, there's a whole spectrum of, uh, of you learning out there, but um, but anyways, yeah. So that's a little bit of kind of where things took me, and that's kind of maybe that's the way I'll say it is that it's you know I didn't know going into advance, you know, um, you don't know these lessons until you build something, um, and I think that's why like your your podcast things like that. But I'm kind of opening up on these questions because it's saying you know people are out there. If they can learn from me and my experiences, I'm happy to give back because I'm mean, definitely I've, I've um, uh, learned from other people, you know, the other podcasts in different area, and I've always appreciated that. So hopefully, I'll be able to, you know, help someone out who's stuck. Because if you're not stuck, or if you're not frustrated, then I think that you're either not, you know, uh, you're very early on in your process, <laughs> or you're, you know, you're 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 um, uh, you know, I guess there are some people who pull things off, but you know, my my advice is to learn as much as you can from people who have done it before. Take in things that resonate with you, you, know, you personally, and then start your journey because you're going to have your own independent lessons learned. You know, as a creator. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners will sort of relate to your story, and I'm sure they'll learn something from your journey for sure. Um, John, how does this? Uh, how did all this evolve into what you're working on today? Like, how does it look like today? Well, um, today, what I've uh, gotten more into, so I, my, um, basically what I focused on was uh, traditional, like, math courses uh, for middle and high school students. And then I started getting a lot of requests because some, oh boy, five, six years back maybe, um, for people who either get their uh, their GED exam, this maybe you know, six seven years ago actually. So, and I didn't have a particular course for them, although I knew they they could take this course. So, long story short, I made a uh, custom GED course for the GED math section. Um, I think at the time it was like seven hundred thousand people a year taking GED, but like fifty percent of them were failing because of math. Um, 
so math is the number one thing that shoots people down, people uh, doing these tests. So kind of looked around, did some research out there, saw that, mm, I felt like I could make, you know, just as good of any, you know, online course. And uh, and the thing about, I'm going to say, I'll interject this, and this is what I learned. And one of the biggest things I think people have to keep in mind when they're, when they're going and they're making their course is people are like, well, there, these courses already exist. Oh, yeah, there's a GED math course out there or there's an e-course out there, whatever, whoever's listening to this video. You know, somebody else has already done that. Well, here's the thing. People are looking for different teaching styles. It's all about communication. So if you communicate in a way that people like and understand, and that's, that's sort of my, my brand of tablet class is clear and understandable math. Well, if somebody finds my math clear and understandable and they like my teaching style, then they want me to be their teacher. So the thing about it, it's like you, we, you, you, you're just putting yourself up in the marketplace as an, another option, as another um, uh, potential teacher for somebody who needs to learn this topic. And everyone has their own individual communication style. So that's what I would really stress to people is to develop your own personal like um, teaching style. Be yourself, have, you know, um, be engaging in your own way, um, but focus on the student. Focus on the, like, can this person, is this person going to understand what I'm saying? And get away from textbook type teaching. You know, you don't want to be doing anything in a rote manner or PowerPoint. You're just going to bore people. So find your voice, if you will, along those lines. But anyways, I found a lot of people um, through YouTube. Um, I think I have uh, one now. I have a particular video. I have a lot of, uh, I think I have like almost 500 videos on YouTube now, but that's a big part of what I do. I had this one video, I think it was like 500 something thousand views for GED math and people, I just throw it out there. I don't even, honestly, I don't even read the comments. I just look at the, um, just because there's too many, I look at a lot of the thumbs up and thumbs down. I'd see like, oh, you know, 90% thumbs up, you know, it's getting good views and that kind of thing like that. So I kind of gauge performance. But a lot of people say, hey, if you like my teacher's job, I have this um, course. So people started taking my GED course, finding with the YouTube and just, Wow, I think the testimonials were crazy. Like, oh, I couldn't pass a GED for years and years, and you, I found your course. Now I, I pass a GED. I can keep my job, and it was very powerful because these are people that you know had children or got laid off from their jobs, and they needed to get their GED to um, you know to move on with their life or to keep their job. And this serious, I just was just mind. It was mind blowing. Like, it was like, wow. So I felt really passionate about um, taking that course and making it better and better and better and and just continually to, uh, you know, add it to it, tweaked it, you know, uh, made that course better. But now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm expanding into other areas. I've got a lot, a lot of requests from other test prep uh, people out there taking various tests, um, you know, whether it's the ASVAB test for the military, the GRE, GMAT. So test prep is very kind of natural place. There's a lot of math on these tests. So um, I'm getting big into developing test prep courses and, and along with my traditional um, uh, independent learning courses for like homeschoolers and, and public and, and high school, college students, whatnot. So some people use my products in various ways, um, whether they're independently or, or, or whatnot. So that's kind of, things kind of morphed in. So I'm still growing in um, with you know, the feedback and seeing where the opportunities are at you know, where I can help people best with my, my product. Um, so that will be a good listener. <laughs> it's in the market to, to do things. That's awesome, man. With the courses. Yeah. It seems like uh, you're constantly just uh, taking feedback from the market, constantly improving yourself, constantly learning. You know, as a teacher, uh, you're constantly learning as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Matter of fact, um, uh, Last year, I started the process of having my own proprietary uh, for many years. My um, system, Tablet Class Math, was on my own proprietary um, software. Very sophisticated. Um, my brother in law and I, the coding, that I was, I mean, high level, you know, this is like professional level software development. Um, on a dedicated server, big database. And it was, it was awesome. I mean, we, um, I had uh, thousands of like I had like school contracts, big public schools, upload students. So I had a lot of capability with our proprietary system. And, um, however, 
uh, one of the things that I that uh, kind of would hold me back was that that over time, if you have something that's proprietary, you're going to always have to keep up with things. So you're going to have to keep up with software updates and technology and whatnot. So um, I started looking around, said, well, maybe there's something else, another thing. And so I found a Teachable um, a platform, which I, I was like, oh, this is really, really good. So um, we transitioned to that. I'm still pretty much, well, I'm in the middle of kind of sunsetting my current system. Um, and go and put all my courses over to Teachable, which is a big commitment. And I kind of use a lot of different um, other products like a Vimeo Pro and some other different things, and better videos. There's all kinds of different ways you can kind of do it, do things. But um, so, yeah, so even with like learning about course creation, your customers are um, now with the industry. So, I mean, just all the learning management systems out there. Just, it's crazy. There's so much you got to do, but you got to be a little, to me, it depends on what your scale, you know, what a person's scale is. If they want to reach a few hundred people, that's one thing. But if you're looking at thousands or tens of thousands of people, you know, you really got to pick your platform wisely because it's difficult. It's a lot to move your courses, you know, especially with them, you know, literally, hundreds of you know, thousand plus video library files and just massive amounts of content that you got to organize and, and whatnot. So it's a huge commitment. So definitely go with a reputable, you know, kind of platform. But anyways, yeah, so so definitely when you think it's a, to, when you learn, you got to keep up with technology and, and, and whatnot. And then um, really, like for me, one of my biggest passions right now, I've kind of been away from YouTube for a while because I'm doing a, a massive project, but pretty much like um, YouTube is a big part of what I do. Usually I do about one or two YouTube videos a day, at least five days a week. Um, Cause I'm just, you know, it's just like, that's just amazing. I mean, one video, I'm, I'm kind of pause here for a second, but just to show that was just part of YouTube. Um, it was maybe like a year, year and a half ago, I made a video. I was like, you know, I'm just kind of, I just like to teach about math and just different things that come to mind. I said, you know, I'm going to teach uh, people how to understand calculus. And I said, mm. my title of video is how to understand calculus in 10 minutes, something like that. Oh, man, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, that video has like 2.4 million views and like 30,000 thumbs up. It has like, it, it was crazy. So I just made that on a whim. And, and, and it was funny about the, the title. They learn it in 10 minutes, but the video goes to almost like 20 minutes. But I'm just like, hey, I'm just speaking like, they were, hey, yeah, this is how calculus works, blah, 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 and just being myself. And it just took off. It was like my first real viral video. Um, so it just goes to show, and even now, that video gets like thousands of views per day. It's um, it's crazy. But so getting your, putting yourself out there, you know, um, as a teacher, you know, I don't know everyone's situation is different. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with uh, different LMS systems or people, you know, learning and, you know, from, professional standpoint, uh, course content development, you know, whether a company has kind of developed their own courses for people for the training, you know, they don't have to do it. But if you're trying to build a personal brand, um, go out there and help people for sure. So like YouTube is um, uh, I mean, non-negotiable. You got to put yourself mm -hmm. out there and be like, yeah. hey, don't, <laughs> don't, be, don't be shy. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so that's, uh, uh, that's my big, you know, big focus, sharing a lot of free content. Mm. Awesome, man. Shoot. So, John, it seems like finding your voice was a huge thing and learning is a huge thing. And, you know, everything just sort of came together for you here. Uh, so what's the vision? Like, what, where do you see, um, you know, Tablet Class? Where do you see your personal brand five to ten years from now? Well, right now, I've been you know, reading through the years a lot of things on new businesses. Um, uh, startups and things like that. You know, and I'm kind of a very small one-man show, although I've had, you know, I do have people that assist me. Um, you know, from the literature that I read, a lot of books and people I follow, you know, it takes time to build a business, whether it's five years up to maybe 10 years until you really start taking off exponentially. And I think that's where I'm kind of at. I'm at that cusp. I mean, I've had growth, but I'm like, okay, I've learned so many lessons so many principles, I think, of what works and doesn't work and um, what works for me, you know, and, and for what um, I'm trying to do. So now it's like I got 
principles, these principles to follow, to follow, not just like general market principles and business. Like, yeah, you know, do this or do that. Talking about, you know, what, where you find and kind of find your, your niche and your rhythm. And then once you kind of see that, then you kind of just go all in and, 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 and focus. And I think, um, that's what it comes down to is what to focus on. No one tells you what to focus on. I mean, if you, if you're creating courses as a business, you know, that's the thing. It's like, if you're doing it for another business or if you have a very specific thing that you're doing, that's one thing. But if you're trying to build a brand, you know, a big name brand out there, you know, you really do have to, um, there's so many things that compete with your time. So you got to learn on focus on the big priorities, you know, like, and, and so me, you know, one of the things, you know, um, is to get, really get as much attention as you can from building a uh, personal brand. So for me, my, my biggest thing is going to be just getting more awareness, the social media, and um, I'm going to be launching a ton of uh, new courses, text prep courses to help people out that I know I could be helping, you know, with their different platforms. So I'm able to do that because I'm switched to a um, software platform, uh, Teachable. I mean, it's been, it's not a perfect system uh, for me. There's some things that I hope that they, um, will make it a little bit better for for uh, my needs but overall it's very good so i would highly recommend uh teachable i know there's other ones out there but um uh as a platform but uh so learning what i can do with it, the capabilities and in, in, in the marketplace now it's just a matter of just hey, going quicker and, and faster but focus, really focusing on on uh getting getting people aware of of, of um, you know, my brand, you know, like, Hey, and that I'm going to be focusing primarily like just social media. I've, I've done a lot of different advertising through, through the year. I've my, my, um, just my own, um, lessons, you know, I, there's no other better advertising. There's nothing better than your own advertising. So you're out there, social media and whatnot. When you purchase advertising, at least in my experience, it's never, I never, I was always disappointed with the return on investment. I've spent thousands of dollars on things. So unless you have a massive budget to build a brand, I mean, like tens of thousands of dollars, it takes time, you know, so to build a brand. Like for me, so, um, uh, you know, like getting more active in social media, but to get to that point, you have to build out, you know, your, you got to get, you have to get a good product first. So it takes time, you know, you got to, you're kind of doing two things at once here. You're trying to market, you're trying to work on your product, you know, you get to a point where hopefully you can shift where you're working um, mostly on growing your business. And that's the point I'm pretty much where I'm at. You know, I'm really, I think probably by the end of this year, I'll, I'll probably have a minimum of like 150, maybe close to 200 different courses um, out there, little specialized math courses, test prep courses and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's a journey. I wouldn't even know that in, in advance. Uh, but here's the thing. I feel great about what I'm selling or what I'm offering. Um, and I think that's the thing. There's, there's a saying that I've heard or read, uh, and I, it really resonates with me. Like, you have to be sold. The first sale you have to make uh, to anyone is yourself on your product. So if you don't believe in it, then you're not going to really have the uh, conviction or passion uh, to follow through, and especially to have a multi-year commitment it takes, you know, unless you, you get, you know, lucky. And I just, I don't find too many people, at least in this, this thing that have gotten quote unquote lucky. Everyone is <laughs> put in the time, you know? Um, uh, so unless you're sold on it, you know, sold on yourself, it's sold on what you're doing. I think that's the, that's the first place. So for me, I feel good about what really good, really strong about um, uh, the quality of uh, content. You know, I'm offering, um, but you can't be afraid to compete. You know, ultimately the customer is going to uh, choose what what they want to use, and and that's totally fine. And you know, our kind of free market uh, place, but uh, you know, can't be afraid to compete as well. You know, if you feel like you got something to offer out there and you got a special, unique way of uh, communicating, you know whoever's listening to this video, put your course together, put it out there and stick with it, you know, but it's not, but I will say this much. And I kind of had this one major lesson learned early on. If, you know, if you build it, they will come uh, mentality. That's definitely don't 
don't go there because it's, <laughs> if you build it, they will not come. You know, you can have the greatest, best product courses are out there or whatnot. you got to focus on that um, awareness, and those are, that's a whole other uh, story. Hmm. So, John, thanks so much for uh, sharing your journey. And uh, is there anything else you want to say to our course creators out there listening? Yeah, I would say um, – I guess my last thing is this, if your heart's in it, like if you really feel like you have something to, uh, I'm sure everyone has something to offer. And it's, you know, some level of uh, maybe passion. Hey, I'm making a course. This would be good. And, you know, so it's a whole spectrum um, of things, but if you really have that deep down passion, like this is something that I love, this is something I feel like I can impact, you know, and I just know I can do this, then, you know, I think it's a great way to, um, uh, to, to, you know, to live a life, you know, because you're, you know, you're one, you can, you can have, you don't have any, you, you have unlimited potential, you know, especially today. And you're helping so many people. I mean, I have customers like all over the world and crazy stories. I got stories, I'll just very quickly. I had a um, family, I think it was a country of Greece that it was illegal to homeschool in Greece, but they didn't like the education system. And they were like, we found you online. We're, we're, gonna, we're using your system because we love the way you teach, or we're, we're not supposed to be doing this. I'm like, oh my gosh, now you're, you're, you just don't know how many, like in what way you touch people, you know, especially if your course has real value um, to it. So if you can know you can help someone you know, out there, Build your course and, can, and look to keep improving it and, and, and don't lose that passion. If you do that, eventually you're going to break through, especially today with, um, with all the technology and the platforms out there. It's far easier today because I spent many years building, focusing on building systems where the systems are already, already available now. So it's like way, way easier. But I think uh, at the same token, a lot of people think that it's like um, – they, I mean, I don't expect success so quickly as well. It takes time. But that's, that would be my last final thought. 